1: This
2: episode is sponsored
1: by RLJE Films. Unveiled through a made-for-TV documentary, five tales of found-footage horror emerge to take viewers on a terrifying journey into the grim underbelly of the 1980s in VHS 85, now available on DVD and Blu-ray.
3: terms apply. Hey everyone, it's Pacific, and welcome back to another episode of SCP Archives. Just a few things to talk about this week, so gonna try and breeze through them. Uh, First, if you were a June patron, your postcards are going out later this week, so stay tuned on our Patreon. I'll have more updates as those are getting sent out the door. Uh, And second, if you want July's postcard, now is a great time to sign up. This month's design is heading out to the printer later this week, and it'll be sending out next month. Uh, If you want it, you have until July 31st to sign up. 30th, 31st, I forgot how many days are in this month. Uh, Last but not least, one of the things that's been keeping me busy over the last, like, two-ish months uh, is helping expand the Bloody Disgusting Network. Joining us very recently is a slate of incredible and wonderful shows that I think you should check out. First, I want to point you all to Safe Room, which is a horror video game podcast, where two bloody disgusting writers, Neil and Jay, discuss their favorite designs, aesthetics, and horror video games. You can find Safe Room wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, and let them know we say hi next up shelby scott's scare you to sleep has also joined our network it is a incredible show we've done collaborations in the past and if you aren't familiar with shelby's work you should be Um, she does a lot of incredible things go check out scare you to sleep wherever you find podcasts And last but not least, The Hotel, which is a show that I've helped steward um, a little bit over the last few years. Uh, Travis McMaster is our current and new sound designer. So if you like his work on SCP and you're enjoying this season, go check out his other show, The Hotel. It's wonderful. It's terrifying. It's incredible. And the best part is we have even more shows joining us later this summer. Uh, I will have a full breakdown of all of the cool shows that are joining us. But for now, three shows for y'all to check out. Safe Room, if you like video games. Scary to Sleep, if you like dark Reddit stories and guided nightmares. And if you love all things horror and disgustingly go- uh, gory sound design, check out The Hotel by Travis McMaster and Mark Witten. All right, that is all I have for you this week. Uh, and now, enjoy this week's episode.
1: Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. contain protect
2: item number scp-1861 object class keter special containment procedures if a manifestation of scp-1861 is reported task force agents from the nearest foundation outpost are to reroute traffic away from the affected area and prevent civilian interaction with SCP-1861-B instances. A separate team must be deployed with a specific task of locating and preventing access to SCP-1861-A. As SCP-1861-B instances cannot be destroyed with brute force, diplomatic means of preventing civilian abduction should be undertaken if at all possible. Foundation misinformation agents positioned in local news sources and weather monitoring sites are to attribute SCP-1861 to irregularities in air pressure and large quantities of dust present in storm water. Civilians who enter SCP-1861-A are to be declared legally dead, with causes of death attributed to common inclement weather accidents. Description SCP-1861 is an anomalous meteorological phenomenon characterized by heavy precipitation and fog composed of salt water, human blood, and human cerebrospinal fluid. SCP-1861 manifestations are unpredictable, appearing spontaneously and with no regard to an affected area's natural climate and weather patterns. Manifestations typically occur once every three to six months, and have been recorded occurring in numerous regions across the world. Historical records have confirmed that SCP 1861 has existed since as early as the year 1916. The size of an area covered by SCP 1861 varies from instance to instance, with the largest recorded affected area measuring approximately 5 kilometers squared. Aside from its manifestation, Composition and apparent connection to SCP-1861-A, SCP-1861 displays no additional extranormal properties. SCP-1861-A is a single underwater marine vessel that closely resembles B-class boats used by the British Royal Navy in World War I. During each SCP-1861 manifestation, SCP-1861-A will attempt to surface in a body of water that is large enough to contain its full mass. Both natural and man-made bodies of water have hosted manifestations of SCP-1861-A. If no body of water large enough to contain the entirety of SCP-1861-A is present, SCP-1861-A will surface in any collection of water with a surface area large enough to encompass its coning tower and topmost platform, even if the collection of water in question is only several inches deep. SCP-1861-B are humanoid entities that emerge from SCP-1861-A during SCP-1861 phenomenon. SCP-1861-B are dressed in full-body suits resembling deep-sea diving gear, although with no discernible source of air supply. Instances of SCP-1861-B are uniform in size and possess speed and strength typical of an adult human male. Although most instances are sapient and capable of speech, approximately 9% possess limited intelligence and are only sentient. Instances that are incapable of verbal communication have been recorded making vocalizations similar to the cries of domestic felines, canines, and infant humans. The diving gear worn by SCP-1861-B instances is anomalously durable and cannot be removed except by the instant presently wearing it. If an instant of SCP-1861-B encounters a human subject, It will attempt to persuade the subject into entering SCP-1861-A, claiming that this action would be in the subject's best interest. Subjects who refuse may or may not be forcefully taken to SCP-1861-A, depending on the temperament of the SCP-1861-B instance. Human subjects lured into entering SCP-1861-A will re-emerge during subsequent SCP-1861 manifestations as SCP-1861-B instances. If an SCP-1861-B instance is taken out of SCP-1861's area of effect, it will begin to experience accelerated fatigue and lose consciousness, becoming completely inert until reintroduced into SCP-1861. After a manifestation of SCP-1861 has ended, SCP-1861-A will disappear along with any remaining instances of SCP-1861-B. Additionally, blood, cerebrospinal fluid, and saltwater left behind by SCP-1861 will instantly convert to regular rainwater. Interview Log 1861-1 Interviewed An instance of SCP-1861-B claiming to be a member of the ship's crew. Interviewer D-186136 Receiving questions from Dr. Kletch via remote broadcast. Forward D-1861-36 was sent into an SCP-1861-affected area and instructed to interview an SCP-1861-B instance. Heavy rain can be heard throughout the interview, and SCP-1861-B's speech is muffled by the diving gear it is wearing.
3: All right, first, who are you?
2: Samuel
4: Ramsey of the... HMS Wintersheimer. We're evacuating the area. Please, you've got to come with me. You're in danger out here. Why?
3: What's going on?
4: I don't have any way to prove this, but... I can tell you right now. You're going to die very soon unless you come with me. And that's not a threat. It's a warning. Something really, really terrible is about to happen here.
3: What? What's going to happen? Listen... You've got
4: to trust me on this. When this rain stops, you're going to die. I'm not kidding, you're going to die. Unless you follow me back to our submarine. You'll be safe there.
3: Just tell me what's going to happen after the rain stops.
4: You wouldn't believe me if I told you. (laughs) Try me. I... Look, I know this is going to sound insane, but... This isn't the regular rain. It's not from this world. There's another world, a horrible world, and it's leaking into this one. Don't look at me like that. You can see for yourself that this isn't normal rain. It's thick, it's red. Please, you're just gonna have to trust me. I'm begging here. I'm trying to save your life. I've seen what happens. To people after the rain. And I'm just trying to save you from that. Just come with me, and I swear we'll both survive
3: this. Well, what kind of world is it? And how long has this been happening?
4: Listen, I want to help you. I swear I do. But if you won't believe me, I have no choice but to look for someone else. Well, come with me. I'm truly, truly sorry. Sorry. But I can't just stand here arguing with you. When there are other people out there, I could be trying to save
3: Hey everyone, Pacific here with a quick ad break and a reminder. Ad- free episodes are available at our patreon at patreon.com/scp pod.
5: All right, so you guys know that I've been trying to lose weight lately. You know, I've been yeah. kind of uh, on the bigger side for most of my life, but I've I've been able to drop a lot of weight because I've been trying to eat healthier. You look good, Th- thank you. you the problem good. is, is I'm I can't problem. cook at all. Like I'm basically I know. just make. I've like, tasted your food. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Factor Meals before. Yeah. No. Okay, so Factor Meals, it's like these easy, ready-to-eat meals that they'll send to your house. I'm oh, sure you've nice. I've heard of services that do. The yes, type of yes, thing. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Sure. Where they send food, and it's this. What I actually really liked about Factor is it's like it has to be. Kind Of idiot proof for me because I can't cook or do anything, but it's like ready in two minutes. It literally comes. Everything together, you don't have to like make anything. Wrapped? It's it's all put together in its own thing. Two minutes. It's not frozen, which actually makes it awesome. Oh, nice. You know, the frozen food yeah. It comes like in a box. It's like chilled, like yeah. with the cooling stuff. But uh, you got all kinds. So I did the keto one, but they also have like calorie smart protein plus. They've even got like so. My wife ended up really liking these these like energy shots. Okay. That they they put in the box that we ordered, where she it's literally like just a little shot of different kinds of energy shots that were awesome. That sounds amazing. Was, I always was like, I'd see these commercials or I'd hear commercials for stuff, but I thought Factor meal seemed like something that was really threading that needle and would have been really, really perfect for me. But dude, they had like Pancakes, smoothies. You Who doesn't know, love pancakes? Dinners and stuff like that. Yeah. So they I mean? have breakfast? They got like midday snacks. and uh, So I thought it was like perfect. Get it if, in, get it done, yeah, boom. If you're just looking for yeah. like fast premium options and you don't have to really cook or be able to do anything. Sure. Factor is awesome for that kind of stuff. And I thought the, and the quality of the meals, restaurant quality meals that I just could like heat and eat, dude. So it's not like your you know, frozen stuff you get at the grocery store. So if you guys want to try Factor meals, I'd say go for it because it's really helped me out. And I've, I was actually really surprised. All you guys have to do is head to factormeals.com slash badmovies50 and use code badmovies50. That's five zero to get 50% off. That's code badmovies50 at factormeals.com slash badmovies50 to get 50% off, guys. Give it a try.
1: That's half. I know. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.
3: Back to the show.
2: Interview log 1861-2. Interviewed an instance of SCP-1861B claiming to be D-1861-46. Interviewer D-186145 receiving questions from Dr. Clutch via remote broadcast. Forward. D-1861-45 and D-1861-46, adult males of roughly 30 years of age, had both been sent into a previous manifestation of SCP-1861. During that time, D-1861-45 was instructed to avoid contact with SCP-1861-B instances, and D-1861-46 was instructed to enter SCP-1861-A. Heavy rain can be heard throughout the interview, and SCP-1861B's speech is muffled by the diving gear it is wearing.
6: How do I know that you're really Sal?
0: I can tell you the code word is RD. Is that proof enough?
6: It proves you've got his memories at least. So, what happened after you went inside the sub?
0: The inside of the sub is pretty much just one long, narrow passageway. The thing was full of those diving suit people, along with a bunch of random folks from around town. It was jam-packed in there, you could barely move. You kept getting pushed further and further back as more people entered. The deeper I got, the more certain I was that I'd hit a wall at the end. But it was like that passageway just kept stretching on forever. About an hour after I first entered, People stopped coming in and the hatch was closed. Then, without any warning, the sub started filling up with water.
6: Wait. They tried to drown you? I
0: don't know, man. The water just kept rising higher and higher. People were screaming and panicking and knocking each other over. It was awful. The guys in the diving suits tried to keep everyone calm, explaining it was part of safety procedures. They gave out diving suits to the rest of us and ordered us to put them on. So we did. I mean, what choice did we have? People who brought their kids and pets were cramming them into the suits just to keep them from drowning to death.
6: Oh, makes sense. So I guess you were all trapped down there for a whole nother six months until the next blood rain thing happened?
0: Actually, we didn't have to wait very long at all. That's where things started getting really weird. Once everyone had the diving suits on, they opened the airlock and started letting people leave this up what yeah we were told not to take the suits off yet though they told us that when we got out of the sub we wouldn't be able to breathe without our suits on and that everyone we left behind would be dead when we stepped out onto the surface everything looked almost exactly like it had an hour ago i saw the lake the trees the boat houses everything was where it had been but
6: what had something changed
0: it's hard to explain. I want to say it was like everything was underwater, but it was more than that. It was like everything around us was part of the water itself. When you looked up, you didn't see a surface. It just went on forever. And the trees, the boathouses, they weren't solid. They were just a different sort of liquid. Even when you stood on the ground, It was kind of like you were swimming in it because the ground was liquid. Except you didn't actually have to swim. And even though there was water, you could still tell that there was a lake there. As if the lake was a pure form of liquidness. Sorry, am I making any sense at all here?
6: Uh, not a whole lot, no. Hey, Dr. Clutch wants to know how long you guys were out there like that.
0: A whole six months. Live like that day and night.
6: Did anyone try taking their suits off?
0: Of course, especially at first, since everyone was confused and scared. But as soon as someone took their helmet off, their body sort of... I think dissolve would be the best word for it. They weren't solid anymore. They kind of turned into a mist and merged with the water that was all around us. They lost their shape, but you could still tell that they were there. ...shapeless and floating.
6: How did you guys eat?
0: We didn't. Didn't sleep either. We just breathed. Passed the time by exploring and talking to each other.
6: Did you see any animals or other people?
0: Kinda. We'd see their bodies. They'd float three or four feet off the ground... ...and their hair and fur would move like it does when it's underwater but they always kept their position, didn't drift away or anything like that. It's really, really weird over there, man. And all the dead things, humans and animals, were missing their eyes. Blood would just keep pumping nonstop from the sockets and then dissipate into the water around them, and their teeth. I can't just say their teeth were gone, because that doesn't begin to cover it. It was like someone took a bite Out of their face, right where their mouth should have been. Teeth, lips, gums. All gone.
6: And no explanation from anyone? What did the guys who had led you into the sub have to say about all of this?
0: A lot of them said they had the same story we did. The blood rain came, then someone in a suit told them to climb into the sub, then bam! Waterworld. There was this one guy, though. He said he was the original owner of the sub. Herschel Gunthery of the HMS Wintershymer was how he introduced himself. Anyway, the guy was a loony one. Rarely ever spoke coherently. If you asked him about the sub, he'd call it his ark. If you asked him about the water place, he would call it the new world.
6: What did he say about the people with missing eyes and teeth?
0: He just said the watcher of eyes and the biter of teeth deemed them worthy. And crazy talk like that.
6: Yeah? How'd you wind back up in the real world?
0: It was pretty sudden, actually. One day, a bunch of guys started yelling for everyone to make their way back to the submarine. Said that another area was getting... attacked. And that we needed to rescue as many people as possible.
6: All right. Weird water dimension, mangled floating corpses, infinite submarine. You got all that, Dr. Clutch? Great. But now why haven't you taken off that suit already, Sal? So?
0: I'm scared, man. I don't know what's real anymore. Hell, I can't say for sure if I'm even really alive. You have these diving suits that wander around moving like people, but barking like dogs and talking like toddlers. We aren't what we used to be before we put on the suits. I'm sorry, man. I don't understand very much of this. But given what I do know, I honestly don't think that we're human anymore.
6: Dr. Clutch says you've got to take off that suit. For science and all that.
0: I'm just so scared. If I'm not human, what am I? If I take this helmet off, what'll I see? Before. When we were in that storm together, the guys in the suit told us that we'd die as soon as the rain stopped. And you know what? During the time I spent in that water place, I found you. Teeth missing and eyes gone. I saw your dead body. And I thought, maybe those guys were right. Maybe everyone else really is dead. And here you are in front of me. I don't get it. I don't know what's real, man.
6: Well, what else are you going to do? Get back into the sub and live in SeaWorld the rest of your life? Who knows? Maybe it's not too late to get back to normal. If I were you, I'd think death would be better than whatever kind of hell you're stuck in. Just take off the suit already. Okay.
0: Here it goes.
2: Closing Statement. SCP-1861-B removed its helmet and large amounts of seawater began to pour from the suit. No body was found inside, but two human eyes and a set of teeth were recovered from within the diving suit. Testing performed on the remains revealed that the eyes originally belonged to an eight-year-old female and the teeth to a European red deer.
3: This week's episode is brought to you thanks to our patrons. Joining us this week was Timo, Gunner721, Lord Asteria, Apina Colada Man, Yogesh the Wristless, Chris Tordenston, Dustin L, Owl, Tom Howard, Blade M Swade Haven, Dr. Chris White, Is Called the Kami, Pan409, Mark Leeby, Patrick Landers, CMDR Josh, Surplus Undead, Colin Spreza, Maria Adela, Isaiah Ortega, Teddy Byte, and Benjamin. Thanks guys, your support means the world, and it helps us do what we do. This episode also featured the name of three of our patrons, Jack Purcell, Nate Stevenson, and Samuel Ramsey. Uh, thanks so much for donating guys, I know it took forever to get your name in the episode, but... Thanks for hanging along with us. SCP-1861 was written by Pepper's Ghost. Our narrator was Alyssa Park. D-46 Jack Purcell was Brandon Wynn. D-45 Nate Stevenson was Russ Moore. And Samuel Ramsey was David Dark. Our sound designer was Travis McMaster, and all of her music was done by Matt Roy Berger with our theme song done by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons. I'm your showrunner, Pacific S. Obadiah, and our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska. And this is a bloody disgusting show.